1: guys welcome back to another episode of the heat vs. the world podcast like always i'm your host joel jacob and you can follow me on twitter at joel k jacob underscore now let's meet our guests for today first we got brian
0: that is me i'm brian what's up guys
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then right after that we got george
2: yo what's up guys
1: and then right after that clippy
3: hey guys it's clippy
1: and then, last but not least, the newest member of the Heat vs. the World podcast, Kaylee.
4: Hi, guys.
1: All right, so let's get right to it with today's episode. So, last game, Miami walked into Dallas and beat them by the score of one twenty-five to one ten, improving their record to six and one, leading the way. You have Tyler Hero with twenty-five points and four assists. You then have Jimmy Butler with 23 points while being 15 or 17 from the free throw line while having six rebounds, six assists, and three steals. Following that, you have Bam Adebayo with 22 points and 13 rebounds and two blocks. Kyle Lowry with 22 points along with six threes, nine assists, and five rebounds. And last but not least, the dead man himself, Dwayne Denman, with 10 points and five rebounds. An interesting fact about these stats is that this is the first time the Heat have had four players score 22 or more points in the same game. What even made yesterday's game even better was the fact that you had the home crowd at Dallas chanting, let's go Heat near the end of the game, which was such a beautiful sight to see, especially considering the fact that there's the whole rivalry between the Heat and Mavericks. But honestly, I think that's dead at this point, considering the fact that Miami has beaten them 17 times out of their last 21 matchups. But, you know, that's just me. But anyway, so with that being said, I know you guys have a lot to say about the game. So I'll let y'all take the
2: floor. We'll start off with you, George. Um, all right, well, where am I going to start? There was the most amazing scene to finally watch Kyle Eric cook and to cook out it was the best experience ever everyone's been talking about, you know, it's great playmaking. We we've loved it, but every now and then you want to see you add some spice to the game, hitting threes in, 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 you know, in Lucas face, who was their only competent player last night, besides Brunson was incredible, but overall the team played fantastic. A game, which last year in a fixture, we struggled very, very highly in, um, it was also because of the rules was very tailored tailored to, you know, to foul drawing things like that. The game last night wasn't perfect in my opinion, um, refereeing wise, but it didn't stop us. We 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 came back. Um, when we were starting to fall out a little bit, you know, Tyler Hero started cooking, and how important he's been for us is insane. I've never, I don't think I've ever watched a player like Tyler, like with with such low expectation at the start of the season, maybe that was due, like, due to, uh, you know, a lot of Twitter disparity that we've been seeing from him. But to see him play well, to see Jimmy play well as a leader, Bam, Bam was cooking a little bit. You know, everyone was just doing their thing, playing their role. You know, Duncan Robertson played some still some great defense, let alone, you know, he's still trying to find his foot on the offensive end. But I think that this was a really good um, indicator of what he can be you know, if if someone's not producing the way we want them to, you know, someone else can. Someone else will step up. And for a team that apparently didn't have a very good bench, we still lead the NBA in bench points. So it's been fantastic. And yeah, I I, I can't say anything more about that game. How about you, Clippy?
3: Uh, I have to agree with everything that George said. A hundred percent, we look great defensively, offensively. Obviously, we had a slow start in that first quarter uh we you know it didn't really look so well in the first quarter but obviously we picked it up a notch as soon as tyler hero comes into the game it's a complete shift you can see it you can feel it it's his as soon as he gets on the court everything changes even the defense the energy everything so i mean i think we look amazing everyone contributed the four guys that should be contributing contributed a huge part and they played a big part in in the win um On Duncan Robinson, I had to say, uh, um, yes, he's having a slow start. I obviously still believe in him to get going, you know, shoot or shoot or whatever. But the six fouls and the fouling out was obviously kind of looked a little problematic. But, I mean, that's fine. I saw a tweet last night that said refs versus Duncan Robinson, which I have to agree with because the refs last night were one of the worst I've seen, in my opinion, in a long time. But regardless of that, we got the win and we did it by, you know, a lot. So um, I'm really impressed with this team. I can't wait to keep watching and see if they keep this up with the five-game winning streak. I mean, we could take this really far.
1: Right. And then what's on your mind, Kaylee?
4: Um, I remember, so like last night, I remember tweeting about how the rest were also kind of weird. And I agree with like Clippy when it came to those things um they were just acting kind of strange I was kind of like they were calling some things but not others and I was like okay cool that's fine but um most of the game it was kind of the most thing that I guess the highlight for me was the the chanting for sure that was really cool to see because I feel like I I rarely ever see that I guess at least for the time that I've been watching the NBA um and uh also some of those like Lowry jumpers were just very nice you know it's it's just really cool to see that and then also of course even though um Tyler didn't make a lot of the plays that he did in the first quarter it's okay he made up for it throughout the rest of the game and um obviously I was a huge fan of how he was able to outscore his whole team off the bench I feel like that was kind of not talked about enough almost it's almost like y'all are y'all seeing this you know so yeah those are my thoughts
1: and then what's on your mind Brian
0: Uh, I pretty much agree with everything that's been said I think that the I guess two things right the Heat continue their streak of uh, being the number one team in the NBA in terms of point differential so it kind of shows that they're not only winning games but they're winning them dominantly and you know I think that to this point the heat have had the best defense in the nba uh last night they didn't necessarily shut down the mavericks but they won off of the strength of their offense which is really really good like if they're getting into games and they're winning you know if their defense isn't working but they can win in a shootout i think that that bodes very very well for the heat because it means that they have multiple wins multiple ways to win basketball games so they're, they're looking really, really good so far. I know it's only seven games in, uh, but
1: to this point, they've looked nothing short of dominant. Right. I agree 100%. And, you know, one of my favorite moments from yesterday's game was the fact that you had Tyler Hero, who was able to get the stop on Luka, and then he goes off and shoots a three, like right in his face. And what made it so amazing was that you then have... The expert himself, Charles Barkley, who was on um, what was it? Who was on the halftime show, I believe, and said that the that Tyler Hero is just playing against scrubs and that's why he's dominating. Well, unless you count Luca as a scrub, I mean, I'll take that. I mean, if you want to insult him, go ahead. But you know, Tyler Hero bowled out yesterday, being the leading scorer for the Heat. And honestly, at this point, you know, I guess we just gotta be used to people sleeping on us. But with that being said, let's get right to it, to the next topic. So in other news, the NBA released their power rankings for week two, and in first place was the Miami Heat. Considering that we have been so used to this Heat team being slept on, what was your reaction to hearing this? Start us off, Klippi.
3: Uh, I was excited. I was really excited. I mean, when's the last time we saw uh, the Miami Heat on, on that list at all in the top ten? Cause last year we we're definitely not on it, but it's 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 deserving. You know what I mean? We're number one for uh, uh, rebounds per game on defensive charts. We're probably top five in almost all categories. I mean, we're our defense is what is what fuels our offense. So and defense wins games always. So the fact that we are creating offensive defense is amazing, and we definitely deserve that number one spot, hundred percent.
1: Right. And then what about you, Kaylee?
4: Um, it's actually super cool to see because um, it shows also on the court. So it's good that they're getting the recognition they deserve, you know. So it's like finally, if, if you're watching, it's like, yeah, this is a literal number one ranking team right now. So it's like it's. Yeah, overall it's like really just refreshing to see that and to like see it also be implemented in games and then it's not just talk you know it's like it's 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 the truth <laughs> you can't deny the truth you know so yeah
1: right and then brian what's your opinion uh it's cool to
0: see i mean it's cool from like just uh an ego perspective <laughs> like i don't know i I don't think I'm a huge fan of NBA rankings in general because it's like, all right, well, who, who makes these rankings? Like, is there a bunch of people in a room somewhere that decide which team is better than which team? Like, I don't know w- what we've seen is the team be dominant. That's all I care about. Like the rankings, cool, whatever, but we're getting good Miami heat basketball on the court and that that's what matters.
1: But like I say, it's, it's cool. It's chill. <laughs> Great. Right. And then
2: George, what's your take? Look, I, I think it's a it's a really it's it's a very big um achievement for the team this early in the season. I feel like we have been tested with the likes of the the, the Bucks and the Nets. I, I think it'd be a way more it'd be a way better achievement if we were to do it if we were still number one in about five in like two weeks. Cause up next we've got the Celtics Jazz, the Nuggets, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Jazz again. If we can still be number one on the list, it's great. Um, I think, I doubt that the team's ever going to be looking at the standings, um, in the locker room after a game, but I quite appreciate being the underdog. I feel like they do too. I feel like it's a very big, um, mental edge that they have. So not that I don't think that it should be the number one. They definitely deserve it. But in, um, if we do it in a week's time, then that'd be fantastic.
1: Great. But, you know, it's like I said, whenever the Heat gets any
2: sort of praise,
1: you can't help but be happy about it. So it was definitely great to see Miami being placed number one in the power rankings for this week. Hopefully they can keep it on and hopefully, you know, they will keep on showing this dominance in the playoffs and so on. So now let's go into this next topic. The reason why I want to bring this up is because it's very important for what revolves around the return of the former All-Star himself, Victor Oladipo. As we all know, Victor is still rehabbing from his season-ending injury from last year, but he will be expected to return sometime soon. Considering how great this heat team has been so far, do you guys believe that Victor can add more fuel to the flame for the heat? And if so, how much fuel are we talking about? What do you think, uh, Kaylee?
4: um uh, first of all every time I think of Victor I just think of him like I, I remember there was a tweet or like a photo someone made like a photoshop of him like under the the arena and like a little ice capsule thing like I think that's, <laughs> that, that's basically how I see him <laughs> like um he's just kind of staying there kind of tweeting every now and then great love that um but like I I would hope that he only kind of just gives it like a little extra umph, especially if, um, unfortunately, if maybe some people get injured, they hope he can like step up and like keep up the the ante, you know, and keep up the heat, <laughs> ironically mean, enough, keep up the heat and, um, you know, just kind of make sure that he's like a good um, person that, not, yeah, it's so a fall back on, but also, yeah, I feel like if he just contributing with everyone else healthy, he'll just make our dominance even, even stronger and that's great, yeah, that's all.
1: <laughs> right, and what about you, Clippy?
3: Um, I think that once he gets to the team and, you know, uh, finally gets into our system, playing with us and stuff, uh, we're going to be unstoppable. Uh, he's insane defensively, so he's just going to add more defensive fuel to the fire. Um, he's going to come off the bench and, you know, score. I think he averaged like 19 last season or something. So that's 19 points per game we haven't even gotten yet. And we just beat Dallas by like 15 last night. So he's definitely going to be a, a spark um, off the bench. It's going to be probably obviously not as I don't think as good as Tyler Hill in the offensive uh, category, but his defense will definitely make for make up for it. So I'm definitely excited for him to come. I think it's going to really push us over over that hump, even though I don't think we have a hump. But if there is ever going to be a hump, I think that he'll be the one to uh, push us over it. And you, Brian?
0: I mean, he's going to definitely bring a different offensive look uh, off the bench. He's probably going to be able to take a lot of pressure off of Tyler Hero. Um, you know, right now, Tyler is and he's performing great in his role, but he's he's he has to be the best player off of the bench by far. And I think that the, he definitely needs his offense uh, during those nights where maybe Jimmy or Kyle or Bam didn't have it. So, you know, having the Depot as essentially another option uh you know, uh, having him as a guy that can take pressure off of everybody else defensively as a scorer, as a passer, uh, it's going to be really, really good for them. And uh, I'm not I don't know, like I'm obviously not expecting all star Victor Oladipo, but if you can get 70 to 80 percent of what Victor Oladipo was. That is a massive boost coming off your bench. So I'm really excited to see what Victor Oladipo brings.
2: Right. And then how about you, George? Look, I'm a, I'm a glass half empty and full type of guy. Um, I look at it both ways. There's a, there is a negative to having him come back healthy. Someone has to fly out of the rotation. Um, the one of the lower guys, but at the same time, minutes will get reduced. You know, he still needs he still wants to prove that um, he can make a really really good impact on this team. He's only actually played five games for us, so it's not going to be an easy implementation back into our rotation. Um, but on the, on the other hand. Um, the fact that everyone is playing so well really puts um, the pressure minutes off him, which means that it can take as much as much time as it, as it actually needs to get him back to to um, a physical uh, condition that he can handle for 25, 30 minutes a night. And he will be off our bench. That's no issue. But there's going to be rotations where there's going to be nights in the future when he's back. Where Spelch is going to want, to want to play in 30 minutes, 35 minutes. Um, I've, uh, and that's a fear because we just don't know how his body will hold up. But look, if everything goes well, he's going to add just one massive di- like dynamic rotation um, with us. Him coming off our bench, like Brian said, even if he comes back at 70%, 80%, there's no reason why he can't make a massive impact and um, you know take this team to... Uh, the next chart is fail.
1: Right. I agree 100%. You know, Victor's return is obviously something that heat fans everywhere are looking forward to. And if he can be that guy that can be at 75 to 80%, like you said, um, Brian, you know, I feel like this heat team is just going to be even more scary. You know, we've been seeing this team, you know, blow out all of their opponents and, you know, they don't, they're not even at full strength without Victor. So, you know, hopefully it works out when Victor comes back. I know, like you said, George, You know, there would be a few things that the Heat would have to work out. But, you know, I know Victor, I know obviously he had a chance to make it work last year in those four games. You know, I know Miami won't rush him in any way. So it's all going to be about how it's all going to look when Victor comes back. And I know he will make a massive impact for this Heat team especially if he can come back around 75 to 80%. So with that being said, let's go right into the next topic. So I want to talk about the significance of someone who has truly made his impact on the Heat team the minute he signed with us this past offseason. I want to talk about QB1 himself, Kyle Lowry. How amazed have you guys been with K-Low's performance in the Heat uniform this season? Lead us off, Brian.
0: I, you know what? I'm not going to say I've been amazed because Kyle Lowry has been really good for years. Like, I don't know. I, I've definitely been a bit skeptical as far as the age goes, because he's what, 36. So, you know, I don't know how long he's going to be doing this, but for the past few years, Kyle Lowry has been one of the best point guards in the NBA and his impact as one of the best point guards is, is shown up very, very clearly for this team. You can see, you know, I, I saw a stat, and I don't know if it's still true, but I think the Heat have the second fastest p- pace when he's on the court and the slowest pace when he's off the court. You can see him making, you know, full-court outlet passes to Jimmy Butler, getting him easy buckets. Like, Jimmy, Bam, Tyler have all greatly benefited off of Kyle Lowry uh, being on the court with them. Uh, so, man, he's, he's performing... Again, I don't want to disrespect him by saying he's playing amazing. He's playing like Kyle Lowry, and Kyle Lowry is an amazing player. So I'm I'm very, very happy that he's with the Heat. Right.
1: You know, like you said, I mean, it's Kyle freaking Lowry. Of course we knew he was going to ball out. You know, I just simply never thought we'd be this good of a team. So I think that alone is just what amazes me. And seeing the Kyle Lowry effect, you know, when you look at how Jimmy Butler has played You know, especially now that he no longer has to deal with being the facilitator and with Bam taking the next level in his game as well. And then obviously Tyler Hero bowling out too. You know, as they call it, the Kyle Lowry effect, that's in full force right now. So obviously, I guess amaze wasn't a good word to use for it because as I already said, you know, it is Kyle Lowry we're talking about. But, you know, it's just amazing how much of an impact he's made on this team. Uh, What about you, Clippy?
3: Yeah, I think um, without Kyle, we wouldn't be where we are. Obviously, one guy doesn't make the team, but um, he definitely pushes the pace. He's it, the tone is completely different when he's on the court. Uh, even when he's not on the court, I've seen that the Heat are still trying to play that you know fast ball, which we never ever have played before. So with him in the lineup, it definitely changes the pace. But I see now he's, like, finally looks comfortable and confident in finding his shot. And once he finds that shot, you know, um, it's going to be lethal and it's going to be great. And, and we saw that last night. You know, he, um, he threw in 22 points for us. And that's huge. You know what I mean? Tyler comes off the bench, scores 20, 25, whatever the case may be. If Kyle scores that, you know, 22-plus every night, we're going to win every game. You know what I mean? He... He helps us so much. I'm so glad we have him. Uh, picking him up in the offseason, I think, was the best move we could have we could have made. And to be honest, in the off season, I wasn't really sure how how it was gonna work or how it was gonna look. Um, uh, that sounds better how it was gonna look. Uh, but I it looks great and we look completely different from last season. The basketball is completely different. It's so fast. I've don't even I'm I'm not even used to seeing that he plays so fast because of him. Uh, you know, those outlet passes that are the whole court that scare me every single time. But that right there is just, it, it, you could just tell that we just needed that one piece, that one point guard, and it changed everything for us.
1: Right. And then how do you feel, Kaylee?
4: Um, it's super sick to have him on the team, obviously. Like, I feel like I'm on the same boat with, uh, with most people that are kind of like, yeah, we expect... Kyle Lowry to be Kyle Lowry at his age, you know, it's like you're paying for an all star, you know. So it's like I would hope that he continues or tries his best to continue this legacy that he's creating. Um, But also, I feel like the one thing that I'm kind of relieved about is that uh, obviously he seems like he genuinely wants to play for the Heat and wants to win for the Heat. You know, I feel like that's kind of huge whenever you pick someone up on the off season that was just on another team that also won a championship, you know, that you would hope that um, he'd want to create an amazing chemistry with the team and like want to really want it, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's one thing to just kind of coast and like, yeah, whatever, like I'm good, but I'm not going to be like my best, you know, but um, I feel like he's genuinely trying and he's genuinely vibing with everyone. And I feel like that's such a good thing especially just because like if if they're all together on it then they're going to be even more motivated to do it just overall great addition happy he's here
2: right and then what's your take george i mean i I don't think i could have asked more from a player of kyle lowry's um pedigree he's been our rock he's taken the pressure off jimmy as a playmaker um off bam as as a ball handler and that while that doesn't sound like the best thing it's actually Unlocked his game um, down the post a lot more. He's a lot more dominant this year than any other uh, um, titles going off because let's be honest, who, what team has four defenders to, to guard? Um, Jimmy, Bam, Lowry, because he can cook as, as what we saw last night, and, and Hero. What he's done for this team has been nothing short of incredible and much needed. Um, another great find by Pat Riley. And uh, with the connection with Jimmy Butler, it was always going to happen after nine seasons of playing in cold Toronto, I feel like he's just happy to be playing somewhere where it's not freezing cold. And I feel like he appreciates, you know, the fans. He appreciates the new, the change of scenery. Um, it was always going to take a while for him to get his offensive footing back because he's used to playing in a system where he's the second option and takes a lot of pride in that. But seeing, I feel like him seeing Tyler Hero um, grow as a player, bam, um, Jimmy, seeing him succeed as well with the MVP chance. I feel like he's just as happy to help. Um, the, even, you can even see it from the bench. The bench is hype. The locker room's even happier. He's just brought everything this team needed and more to make this team successful. So it's going to be a lot more games. We've got a lot more games to go. Um, was it? We've got, we've got 75 more games of Kyle Lowry. And we can keep him healthy. We can keep him fit. There's no ceiling for this team. There really isn't.
1: Right. I agree
2: with you 100%.
1: And, you know, Kyle Lowry is not the only guy that I want to give praise to. You know, this next topic has been a campaign that Heat fans have been running since last season. And that is none other than the Jim DP campaign. This week, the Jim VP propaganda was at its highest point it's been this season, with Jimmy being crowned as Player of the Week for the Eastern Conference while being placed first on the weekly MVP ladder by the basketball reference. Taking all of this to mind, do you guys believe Jimmy has a legit chance of taking home MVP? Uh, what's your take, Clippy?
3: Uh, I want to be a realist and then... And you know i want to say yes i really do but that would mean that i'm biased because he's on my team uh, i think he mo- 100% he can but do i think so no i think it's very early in the season to to you know think about mvp the way he's playing is mvp caliber but it's still very early in the season you know in the middle of the season we'll see where he still stands but um, you know, there's still other players that I think c- can come out of the woodworks and and start fighting for that number, uh, gunning for that number one spot. But um, he definitely is playing MVP uh, caliber ball. But um, I just don't. I I hope it lasts, but I just don't know if it's gonna last. So.
1: Right, and then what about
0: you, Brian? I uh, like what we said. It's really early. I don't know. Like it's. He started off really strong last year, and then as the season went on, he kind of tapered off a little bit, and I feel like, especially with Victor Oladiba coming back, Kyle Lowry starting to find his offense, like, I'd imagine that Jimmy takes a bit of a step back statistically, especially if they're blowing teams out, right? Like, if they're winning every game by 10, 15 points, like, you're probably not going to play Jimmy Butler as many minutes, so he's probably not going to have the numbers, but um, also, other guys are playing really, really well. Like, Steph Curry has a legitimate argument so far to be MVP as well, and they're also – I think the Warriors are 5-1, and one, the Jazz are 6-1. and one, So there's going to be other teams with guys that put up massive numbers. Uh, so, I don't know. It's, it's more of a question for, like, 40 games in, if he's still doing the same thing. All right, yeah. Like, I think he'll get votes either way, but I don't really know if he's going to actually win the award. Right. And then
2: what about you George? Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. It's a popularity contest the other day. We've seen that with a lot of um was it with a lot of uh, uh MVPs in the in the in the past. His numbers are there. He's averaging career highs in field goal in rebounds assists. Um so his efficiency's through the roof. He's not even he's he's definitely been um, the most amazing player over these first stretch of games. The best thing about the MVP award is it is still a very team-based um, award, regardless of, of the fact that it's an individual award. If the Heat can go, you know, 60-something games, you know, if we it, it, hypothetically, everything goes well, you know, everyone's playing well, and he's unlocked all these new players and everything like that. If he can keep averaging these numbers around the same, know and even put it on a bit more scoring then it's going to be just better for him i think he deserves it i think he, he, he he's deserving of an mvp Well i'm not saying he deserves it at this point but you know the team's clicking he's playing well there's nothing more we can ask for him so it's one of those things that if he gets it it's great if he doesn't this doesn't really matter to him i could tell he doesn't really care but it would be a great honor to have you know another MVP. You know up, you know, for Miami, so I feel like if the team's winning, he's playing well, that's all that matters,
1: right? You know, and then Kaylee, what's your
2: opinion?
4: Um, yeah, like the whole uh, I agree with everyone, what everyone said that this whole like popularity contest, I just think of um, how in high school we had those like superlatives awards, that it's just kind of like yeah sure you know it doesn't like um i feel like it's so early and there's still a lot of people that can come out of the woodwork and um a lot of teams are i feel like are gunning for it more and i feel like for jimmy that's like the last thing on his mind you know so it would be dope it would be actually really cool if he actually does win it for like we already know the NBA can be very stingy when it comes to giving people awards, you know? So yeah, I think it'd be awesome, but overall I feel like I'd rather just him focus on being the best he can be just for the team versus for an award, which I feel like he's already doing.
1: Right. And I agree with every one of you guys, you know, obviously knowing Jimmy, he's probably the type of person to not care if he wins this type of award. You no, know, it's obviously just wanting to see him get some type of recognition because as we've, you know, mentioned not only this episode, but in episodes past, the NBA does have this thing against Miami when it comes to sleeping against us and everything. So, obviously, it would be nice to see Jimmy win it, you know, but to, to see him ball out and to hopefully win the championship this year is even better. So, obviously, I just want to bring this up because I know our guy, Brendan Tobin, has already fired up the Jim VP campaign and everything. But you know what? I know in Jimmy's mind right now, he's focused on another campaign, and that's being finals, Jim VP. So with that being said, you know, we'll just see what happens as the season continues. So now I want to go into another um, campaign, and that's um, the Bam Adebayo for Defensive Player of the Year campaign. According to some statistics that were reported before this last game against the Mavs, players have shot 16 of 65 from the field when guarded by BAM, generating a staggering 24.6% from the field. Not only that, but BAM also manages to hold his own when guarding the three-point line as players have made six out of 29 threes while being guarded by BAM this season. Knowing all of this, do you guys believe in BAM's chances of winning defensive player of the year? This time we'll start off with you, George.
2: Um, Yes, 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 and yes. There's no way, there's no way that they can overlook him anymore. Last year he should have been defensive player of the year. This year he's been phenomenal, in every single way phenomenal. You know, Rudy Gobert's won it how many years? You know, and he's he's played amazing interior defense. Bam brings it all. Guards one to five does it effectively. The numbers are there. The stats are there. This is the biggest popularity contest in the entire ABA. This really is. I feel it's so unfair to um to, to overlook him any further. He he just does everything. I don't know what more what more he could possibly do on his end besides keep this up. That would just guarantee him this, this award because he deserves it. But look, we can all say he deserves it, blah, blah, blah. There's always other good players as well. But in my opinion, there's no one that comes close to what he does with the team.
1: Right. And what's your opinion, Kaylee?
4: I completely agree. I feel like for me, it's hard to name someone else that can guard as many people as Bam can. Like he literally makes them slow down. He makes them miss shots. It's kind of like, and he's consistent in it. It's not like he's like every now and then it's like, no, he's consistent in it. Also not to mention that he's a gold medalist. <laughs> so like, I feel like maybe he should be up there, you know like if he should win it, but um, but yeah, again, the NBA is really stingy on giving people what they deserve. So I'm sure he's still gonna put up the numbers to prove it and show it all, but will they give it to him? We shall see. But I personally think he deserves it like five stars it's on his name already. Like it's it's
1: all, it's his, you know. Right, and then what's your take, Clippy?
3: Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I know I said that just it's early, and Jimmy won't win MVP, but Bam is definitely going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I don't care how early it is. I think he should have won it last year. Um, he's definitely insane on defense. He's you know probably leads our team in all defensive statistics. I'm pretty sure all these all defensive categories. Uh, he definitely deserves it. I think he's going to get it. Uh, if the NBA doesn't give it to him, I would honestly be surprised because there's no other player that plays defense like him. There were so many possessions yesterday where he was on Luka that Luka didn't score, or they called like fouls that I don't, you know, bad calls, but he still, nonetheless, you know, is going to lock down your favorite player and he deserves it more than anyone, definitely.
1: Ray, and what about you, Brian?
0: Bam Adebayo is the most important defender on the best defensive team in the NBA. He has respect from not only the players, but the media as far as being a two-time all-NBA defensive player. He's holding guys, I think the stat was, to 28% shooting. Like, listen, there is... And he can guard one through five. Like, it's not just that he's holding one or a couple positions to really poor shooting. Like, he is guarding every single position and nobody can score on the guy. I... I think it's time. Like if it's not this year, it's probably next year, but I don't know if he's going to win it. I think he's incredibly deserving. He's in my mind, top three defender in the NBA. And that's just be like hedging a little bit, but I, I think it's really going to come down to whether or not he promote him as a defensive player of the year. Like I really, really want to see their media team start that campaign Because that's what it's going to take. With all these awards, there's a a pretty big percentage of it that is a popularity contest. And as deserving as Bam is, and I think that no one can can make a good argument for him not being deserving. Like Bam can win Defensive Player of the Year any given year. He's in the NBA. He's got to have the support behind it. And it's gonna, like I said, it's gonna come down to whether or not the Heat prop him up as that Type of guy and get the conversation really, really rolling. Also, probably him making an all star team and again getting that extra recognition. But uh, yeah, that's going to be huge. It's uh, it, it's going to be the marketing, that's what's what going to come down to. So we'll see, we'll
1: see if that marketing push comes. And then, does anyone want
2: to add on to that, or are we ready to move on? All right, I'll, I'll, I'll say something else. I'm going to elaborate on a point that Brian made just then. Um, it's all about the media, it really has to be. Um, the onus is on it's on the players to talk about it you know On after the games that they get the opportunity to all the time and they're taking the opportunity they talk about it, you know his importance all the time post game as well um, but if we can really I, I know it's, it's only one facet you know that we really really wanted to win defense player of the year but I, I just want to see someone get what they deserve if that's just if thats if it's for nothing else it's for that so I'm saying that, you know, we see it on Twitter. We see it a lot. I've seen it more in the first six, six games that we've played than the first seven games than any time in the season last time. You know, the Twitter's talking about it, how good of a defender he is. You know, they start lines there. It's it's, it's when you wake up in the morning, you could see it. So it, it's all going to be about, does, you know, Miami come out with a few clips defensively every couple, you know, every couple weeks? It, it does the, the conversation... Keep rolling until the 82-game season. But, look, at the end of the day, we all just want to win one thing. That's a chip. And if the chip comes, then I don't give a damn who wins it. They can give it to Alex Caruso, For all I care. <laughs> right. I agree
1: 100%. You know, at the end of the day, we all know how great of a defender Bam is. It would be nice to see the NBA finally recognize this elite skill he has. But, you know, as we said, for Jimmy goes for Bam, too. You know, we know Bam is focused on winning a championship himself. So with that being said, you know, we'll just see what how how much how more he's going to meet, you know, all these people, you know, who else he's going to clamp next. And we'll just work from there. So with that being said, you know, let's go right into this next topic. So to finish off this whole convo we've been having off of season awards, I now want to talk about the baby goat himself, Tyler Hero. We just can't do this episode without praising him, you know. Um, Last game, Tyler made history when he scored the most points off the bench than any other player in NBA history to start the first seven games of the season. Although Tyler himself wasn't impressed with this accomplishment when he heard that he had done just that, I know that we as Heat fans are beyond thrilled to hear this, especially after seeing a lot of the criticism that he received after last season. So with all of this being said, seeing the way how Tyler has played these first seven games, is Tyler the frontrunner to win Six man of the year? Uh, start us off, Clippy.
3: Um, <clears throat> I think yes. I also think it's very early. But um, I definitely think he has potential if he stays consistent. You know, last year his problem was uh, staying consistent. But throughout the first seven games, he's been he's been pretty consistent. He's been uh, getting to his spots. You know, uh, getting every shot he wants. Uh, he's been even if he misses, he's still shooting, which is great because you know shooters shoot. But he just doesn't only shoot. You know what I mean? He can. He, he's his handles have gotten so much better. His defense is honestly the most improved off of anyone on the team he's actually moving his feet he's staying in front of his defender which is great Uh, I think he definitely deserves six man a year if he stays playing the way he's playing but from the looks of it I mean I think he's definitely uh, a front runner Uh, he has some competition you know Jordan Clarkson uh, I think uh, Alex Caruso is in that debate Um, but he definitely has potential to to win that for sure.
1: And then how about you, Brian? And the reason why I want to ask you specifically is because I know you have been someone that thinks that Tyler has the potential to be a six-man of the year. So what's your take?
0: Oh, I said that when he got drafted. People got mad at me. I was like, Tyler Hero isn't going to be James <laughs> Harden. He's going to be a six-man. you are like, oh, no, he's not going to do that. So I want I want my props. Everybody that got mad at me, I want my damn props. But uh, yeah, I actually believe in Tyler Hero getting six man more than I believe in any other heat player getting any other award for two reasons, because he has a particular look about him that uh, people tend to gravitate towards. Not going to get into detail, but people, people like Tyler hero just off of that fact. And he promote him like Tyler, anything, anytime Tyler hero does some, the heat marketing team is like full force behind Tyler hero. So he has that, you know, he has that marketing push and he's just playing really well, right? Like he is legitimately a better player than he was his previous two years in the NBA. Like he's no doubt improved a lot over this off season, but he's also, he's also has like, uh, uh, the usage and he's taking the shots of, a, of an actual star player. Like this is a very surface level analysis, but he has a higher usage than James Harden in his fourth year. did and he's taking more shots. So just off of, uh, the fact that he has he's a likable guy from the nba fan base he has a marketing push and that he has a he's he's improved as a player and he has an incredibly high volume of of shots uh yeah like of course he's gonna he's gonna be the front order for that award like i would be shocked if he didn't win that award if i was a betting guy and this isn't betting advice anybody out there like i'm not saying to part with your money this is just me personally I would bet my whole life savings on Tyler Hero winning this award because it's it's a wrap. Seven games in, it's a wrap. That's my that's my rant. I'm sorry, but <laughs> there it is.
2: All right, and then what about you, George? There's there's nothing more I'd like to see than Tyler Hero clap back at the haters. Um, you know, I, I've I've definitely had ups and downs with him. I, I definitely wanted him included in a trade package last year for Bradley Beal. Um, you know. But for someone so young to get so much, you know, abuse from from not even just opposing fans, our own fans, to just absolutely come here and dominate this season. I mean, last night he had a plus 21, plus minus. You know, what more do you want from that? He's, in the last three games, he's averaging 24 points a game. The only thing I'm going to say about the six-man conversation is how long... I mean, look, I'm an advocate for him still coming off the bench. I think he's an extremely important... That that's. The most important um, piece of the puzzle, right there, because without him, our bench can would suck. That's that's the truth. If we had to watch Robertson run with the the second second group chasing shots, then then we'd we'd be losing leads up and down the floor at the moment, which is not not a knock against Robertson. It's just that it's it's just showing you how important Tyler's shot creation is, and how big of a leap he's made this year. This is. He's on track to becoming an all-star, and with these numbers, and everyone, people talk about Tyler Hero all-star. Oh, it's so scary. It's not that scary. The fact of the matter is, he's averaging twenty-three points a game. He's he's doing it all off the bench, but it's a it's a situation where the Heat want to say, looking clutch time, he's playing. Um, I still think he should come off the bench. Um, for Duncan, Duncan still needs to find his shot, and we're all talking about. You know, he's having bad games here and there, here and there. There's gonna be a game where he'll drop 30. It's gonna happen, it'll happen soon. I'm gonna guarantee that. But he's doing he's doing all this without he his shot looks so much more consistent, looks so smooth. There's nothing more I can want from Tyler Hero this season. This is more than anyone would have expected. If you would have told me that he'd be averaging 20, 23 um before the season, I would have called you crazy. People say that. He was he's probably gonna lead this lead this game, uh, lead the team in scoring by the end of the year. And I'm always like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. It's just hype. He he's on track for that. He's just got Jimmy to pass now. But I'm I now pick up for six round of the year, um, Tyler Hero. And Pat Riley is probably breathing a sigh of relief. Um, seeing that you know his gambles paid off. He's he's showed a lot of trust into this team. Even Smalls just put it put a lot of trust in his hands. And he's delivered, which is the most important thing. He's consistent, he's delivered, he's going to keep doing it. um, And we're just excited to sit back and watch.
1: Right. And then, you know, just quickly add on to what you said about um, Tyler Hero being the leading, possibly being the leading scorer for the Heat. I know, um, shout out to Ethan Skolnick for um, making that prediction. I know a lot of people, you know, didn't agree with him at first. But, you know, I know Ethan's got to be really hyped that, you know, he made this prediction and it's so far looking really good. So, yeah, shout outs to him. So with that being said, um, Kaylee, what's your opinion?
4: Um. So, like, with this whole talk I feel like it'd be a a disservice to him and a disservice to the Heat to not keep him in the conversation of like potentially being the winner (laughs) because I feel like when it comes to also just improvement as a player it's like you have to give that some consideration you know it's like he's getting better each game so far in the season already and he has this new air of confidence in him he's bringing a new wave of like energy with the second team and stuff like that so it's like you can't like overlook it. I feel like it'd be really rude to just overlook it. But um, but yeah, like I feel like I, I highly appreciate it because as someone who's also a fan of another certain team where a player doesn't even want to um go to therapy, um I feel like it's nice for someone to actually, you know, see that even though they have so much hate from different fan bases and like overall the organization kind of maybe taking the gamble on you with a deal and then that didn't go through. So they're like, okay, I have to step it up and he's taking it into his own hands. So like, no, I need to get better, and with the whole thing with having a, having a kid, it's also, it's like, he's really just taking the reins, and I highly appreciate that, and so far, it's showing, and I hope that he just kind of, just even doubles his expectations.
1: Right, and then, does anyone else have something they want to add on?
2: Yeah, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna um, add on something, but uh, Kelly, beat me to it. This is Dad bod Tyler Hero. This is what I'm starting, this is what I'm talking about. He's he, the when when he had a kid, I was like look at it now, another distraction from the game. Uh, he's just balling out for his daughter now, which is fantastic. So, um yeah, no, I just hope he can keep it up to the end of the season as well. Let's keep uh, Dad bod Tyler Hero in the conversation. All right. So, you know what,
1: like you guys said, I'd love to see Tyler Hero win um Sixth Man of the Year especially because of all of the criticism he received. And, you know, it's just going to be an exciting season to see what else he brings to the table for this Heat team. And, you know, you know, we've talked about so much. I know we've talked a lot about season awards and everything. This is basically a Miami Heat propaganda episode to everyone who's listening, so there's that. But to conclude today's episode, I now want to talk about Miami's next game, which will be against a team that Tyler has probably had some of his best games against. And, um, George, I know you mentioned that very soon we'll see a Tyler Hero 30-point game, and I wouldn't be surprised if it would be against this team. And that's because this upcoming game, the Heat will be playing against the Celtics. With that in mind, what do you guys think the Heat need to do to pull off the win and what's your overall prediction for the game? Give us your take first, Clippy.
3: Um, I don't really think we need to do much. I mean, I know that's, um, you know, kind of messed up to say, but the, the Celtics aren't really up to uh, par this year. I mean, of course, any given team can win on any given night. But uh, we're unveiling the new court, unveiling the new uh, Miami Mashup uniforms. Uh, Tyler, you know, for some reason, has a vengeance against the Celtics, so he. I think he'll definitely maybe drop a thirty, but I think tomorrow is. Um, hopefully, knock on wood, in the bag, we get a win. Um, at home, but I, I don't really see the Celtics as a threat, so I don't really feel like I need to elaborate. I just think that he just have to go in there, and uh, stop them defensively, and you know, our offense starts with our defense, so. We locked them down, and the rest is uh, is history. So I'm pretty confident that we can um, beat the Celtics tomorrow in nice, nice uh, fashion by ten plus, you know, twenty plus. Hopefully,
2: right. And then what about you, George? Um, it's time. It's time to go to work again. But it, the Celtics are not a team I take lightly. Um, I never have, and I never will. Um, you know, recently we've run our last two meetings with them. Um, but I'm not ever going to say it's going to be an easy game. It's going to be, you know, a game against Tatum. If he's on, you know, if he's on, it's hard to, it's hard to beat. Um, Brown's there. He's still doing well with it, but them as a team, the turmoil that they've had in the last game where Marcus Smart came out and made those comments. Um, and we know for a fact that people are saying, oh, Marcus Smart shouldn't have talked, blah, blah, blah. There's no way he hasn't already spoken to the team about this multiple times and he's just sick of it. But I feel like they've got a lot of work to do over in Boston. I feel like they haven't got the, they haven't got the formula right again. I feel like their front office has failed them again. So it's time for us to go in there and show them that we've, we've improved leaps and bounds. We, we are here to play and we're here to win. And if we can walk out there by, with a 30-point winning, I'll be happy. And you, Kaylee?
4: Um, I actually agreed with Clippy. Like the first thing that I said in my mind was like, I don't think it's gonna take much because it's just kind of, yeah, it's home. We're unveiling the new jerseys. There's gonna be just an amazing vibe in the arena, you know. So it's like I and also the Celtics are just kind of down bad right now. And um, I just don't think the Celtics are in a place where they're like an opponent like, And I hate saying that. I really do want to see the Celtics at least like not be on the bottom, you know? But like, I feel like right now they're kind of falling apart and we're just gonna take advantage of that, like dogs. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they can also. <laughs> so I feel like it's just gonna be kind of easy. I'm sure Tyler's also gonna pop off because again, yeah, he does have like some sort of vengeance. Um, but yeah, I'm actually just kind of excited to see them, you know, just go on fire, you know, so.
1: Right. And then last but not least, what about you, Brian? Uh, the Celtics are 2-5. and five. They're not
0: They're not a good team. Like, I don't think it's going to take a lot for the Heat to beat. Them. They just got to do what they've been doing. And they'll be fine. They'll probably blow them out by 15, 20 points. It's going to be an easy game. I'm not worried about it. Uh, obviously, there's always a the potential of Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum going off, but the Celtics aren't good right now and also playing off
1: of back-to-back. So I'm not worried about it. Easy Heat dub. All right. So I love the guts everyone got for this. So uh, with that being said, um, we basically covered a lot on today's episode. So I, I just got to know, is there anything else that you guys feel like we should add on? Or are we ready to call this an episode?
3: I think we're good, to be honest.
1: All right. So with that being said, you know, I feel that we covered so much Miami Heat propaganda in today's episode. Um, Before we close it out, I just want to remind everyone that it's listening to follow Heat Versus the World on Instagram and Twitter at HVTW Podcast for more Miami Heat content. Also, be sure to check out the Heat vs the World's new extension show, Culture Shock, which should be dropping its debut episode this Saturday. The show stars an all women cast featuring Clippy and Kaylee, to name a few, while being produced by our own Jules as well. To learn more about Culture Shock, feel free to follow them on Twitter at CLTRShockPod. Anyways, thank you all for listening to today's episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. And we'll be back soon with another episode. We out.
0: Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast.